You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Sarah from Ripe Good Scholar. Katie and Nathan wanted me to tell you that they curse on the show. So if you don't like bad language, this might not be the show for you. But if you like Shakespeare and history, then you'll love my show, Ripe Good Scholar. Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. Hey, Nathan. Hey, Katie. Are you ready to talk about the rest of Emma of Normandy, the rest of her story. This bitch is so interesting. Oh my God. So many rabbit holes. She is drama and I am here for it. And let's get into it. But first, we have a birthday shout out. Happy Happy birthday birthday. to you. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Uh, Constance, your best friend Ashley, slid into our DMs and asked us to wish you a happy birthday. So happy birthday, Constance. Yes, and we've also got a Patreon shout out. Shout out to Courtney. Thanks for supporting our show. Yes, and thanks to everyone that supports our show on Patreon at any level or just, you know, listens. (laughs) Liking our shit, liking our shit on social media. We like you too. Nathan, give us a quick recap. Where did we leave off with Emma's life? So Emma's first husband, Ethel the Unready, has died, which not a lot of people were all that upset about. We're not we're not um, shedding any tears over here. No. And that left Emma a widow queen. So a dude from Denmark comes in named Knut and is like, Bish, I'm king now, so I'll marry the old king's wife. And we think Knut was hella fine, so Emma was like, Okay. okay. <laughs> they appear to have a happy marriage and are a power couple who help each other rule and make decisions. So that is super refreshing, especially for this time in right. uh, England's history. Yes, yes, yes. And as a reminder, Emma has three children, a daughter and two sons that she had to leave in Normandy. Those are from, that's from her first marriage to Ethelred. And the two boys are Alfred and Edward. And then she has a son and daughter with Knut. And the girl is Gunhilda, and the boy is Hertha-Knut. Oh, these names. These names. <laughs> Making us work, honey. <laughs> okay, now y'all are caught up. <laughs> so, Emma and Knut were married for just short of about 20 years, and in 1016, two years after he became king of England, he also becomes king of Denmark and Norway. So, Emma is thrice a queen. Thrice, baby! Um, they make the decision to send Hartha Knut to Denmark to be raised man that name just does not roll off my tongue I know she was hard for the money her name's hard for the money (laughs) I'm gonna call him HC 
Are we okay with that? It just rolls off the tongue better. So they send HC to Denmark to be raised because Knut just assumes he's like, I'm going to live a long life. So I've got it under lockdown here in England. I'll send my son to go handle my like Nordic lands. Um, Keep it in the family. Yeah. I'm going to live a long life. What could possibly go wrong? Like, does he not? Has he not looked around and seen people <laughs> dying? There does he young, not like, know how 30s? things work in the 11th century? No, I guess not. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was a bad <laughs> assumption to make. We are foreshadowing. <laughs> so they also send their daughter to Germany to be betrothed to the prince there when she was only five years old, guys. Five. Like, okay, we know it's pretty normal back then to send your kids away to be raised somewhere else. We've talked about it before. But she's now had five kids, and she's raised none of them. She doesn't get to raise any of her babies. She has gone down in history, like, the big stigma about her is that maybe she was a bad mother. But, like, maybe just circumstance put it that that was what was best for all these kids. She's living in a place that's prone to war, and, like, half of them are, you know, just their existence is dangerous, so. Right? So when Knut would travel out of England, or if he was absent for whatever reason, he gave Emma 100% control of the country. And that's 100% if you're nasty. Here's the keys, um, babe. Take care right? of it. Right? And she's that just like, is so it. amazing. This shows how much he trusted yeah. her. Like, for real. And the people, it you know, kind of didn't make the people of England be like, uh, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> this, this chick is actually competent she's got her shit together maybe maybe women can be smart whoa they said it (laughs) oh wait so you're telling me you can have a uterus and still be capable of complicated thought is that what but uterus what (laughs) so like her actions really did open up a lot of people's eyes. I mean, we know we say this all jokingly about it, but for real, this made them kind of see, wait, we've kind of been fucked up and sexist. Yeah. You know, we've kind of not being the best, you know, like we've kind of made assumptions about her when she's actually not a really bad ruler. Yeah. Um, I mean, they would go on to be sexist for a very, very, very long time after that, but <laughs> baby steps. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sadly, in November 12th, 1035, Knut dies. The Anglo-Saxon Chronicle said he died of jaundice? I don't know enough about jaundice to know how one dies of it. I mean, isn't that the one that with that you have like liver problems? Is it? Oh, I don't. I just, yeah. I've only ever heard of jaundice and like when babies are like, sometimes they have jaundice when they're born. That's like. Yeah, so it's either, um thanks to uh my resources aka google uh, (laughs) it says that it is caused by an obstruction of the bile duct by liver disease or by excessive breakdown Mm. of red blood cells so it can really be a couple of things okay well Mm -hmm. so r.i.p knut um knut knut (laughs) knut is super dead (laughs) i love it knut knut the roof is not on fire Mm -mm, because it's Uh, dead (laughs) It seems like he was like on royal progress so that he was like touring England, seeing his lands, checking in on the people. And so Emma was kind of like rocking the capital on her own when he died. And it just makes me so sad to think about Mm. 
Like now, if my husband was away on a trip or whatever and he died, I'd know about it as soon as someone texted me. It just breaks my heart to think of back then. How long do you think? It may have been like a couple of weeks before word got back to her that her husband was dead. I don't know if you knew this, but they didn't have text messages back Mm -mm. then. And they didn't have emails back then. No one had Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi was very spotty back then. No. So what was it like? Carrier pitching? Everyone was on 3G. Um, Like, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) That's problematic, Danny. Problematic. No, but that just sucks that he he could have been dead for weeks before the news even got back to her. I know. Poor thing. And Knut's like nearly 20 years reign was a time of peace for England. So that unfortunately is about to come to an end real quick because now we have an inheritance crisis. Yes. I feel like we need this this happens a lot in our episodes. Y'all we should have seen it. Nathan's inheritance inheritance crisis jazz hands. They were very um, jazzy. Yeah, imagine the most moving and fluid fingers of your inheritance life. crisis. Yes. <laughs> Um, so Emma sends for HC, who now at this time is like 18, 19, something like he's, he's an adult. Um, Mm. and she was like, dude, you need to come home quick. But like, like we just said, the 11th century, no texting, there's no emailing. Word travels slowly. (laughs) Very slowly. And also he couldn't just leave his holdings in Scandinavia. We won't go into it very deeply because it doesn't involve Emma, but there was a bit of there was a bit of a skirmish going on there in Denmark, and everyone's kind of like fighting. So he couldn't leave his lands there. He couldn't just drop what he was doing and come to England. Mm, and it yeah. just wasn't his priority at that moment, um, which is unfortunate because Emma's like, "Oh, I don't give a fuck about Denmark. Come to England." And he's like, "Mom, I'm a little busy," you know. so this is when the shit hits the fan so okay remember Knut's got that other family (laughs) remember how he had that first wife that he had never officially divorced or anything right Ah, that might be a problem Mm -hmm. uh well that wife was named Elgav let me I want to make a quick correction last time we pronounced this Elgafu because that's how it looks when it's written but I listened to and watched a YouTube video. I listened to a podcast about her and watched a YouTube uh, video about her because I went down a rabbit hole. And it's pronounced Elgiva. Elgiva. Which is so much prettier than Elgafu. Yeah, it is. <laughs> You're sorry, girl. Miss you. Love you. Miss you. Uh- <laughs> so but Elgiva had a son named, what did they call this son, Nathan? Harold Harefoot. Fucking weird nickname. God damn it. (laughs) Right? And so a quick Google search shows that it's a translation of an old phrase, and it basically means fleet of foot. So he was fast? Uh, Like, did he run track? Yes. He he meddled in cross country. Absolutely. (laughs) I am so proud of him. Did he get his letterman jacket? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> but Harold was already in England and he grew up in England. So he had a fair amount of support because he 
was there. <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> it was like, well, he is the oldest surviving son of the last king, and he's here. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you, Harold's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, fuck that. Mm-mm. I'm gonna be king now, right? <laughs> and um, so, how do you think Harold and Elgiva feel about Emma? She's not a fan. No, they are not. They aren't. They, they aren't <laughs> friends. They don't go to brunch. No one's invited to the other one's birthday parties. They are not like cool with each other. Um, yeah. So around this time, Emma started a rumor that Elgiva wasn't actually Canute's wife. She was just, you know, like a, a side piece, and she meant nothing to Canute. And then also that Elgiva couldn't have kids so that she got so desperate that Algiva ended up faking her own pregnancy and bought an unwanted baby from a local cobbler yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is the kind of shit that emma is spreading this is why i'm saying she's a shit starter she's like i love it she's like oh Algiva can't even have babies she bought a baby off a cobbler is a shoemaker right yes (laughs) Like, how does she, where does she come up with this shit? Well, that's the thing. Maybe she was thinking if the story was so random that people would buy it. Because it's like, how does, how does somebody make up something like this? Oh, she sounds like she could sell you some ice in Alaska to an Eskimo. Right? (laughs) And I mean, no one actually, like, there's no reason to believe Emma's story. One, Elgiva is from, like, a very, very well-connected Anglo-Saxon family. She didn't need to be, like, no, she didn't need to be, like, buying babies from cobblers. Like, it's just, it it was a smear campaign. And, um, but Emma knew how popular she was from being queen and, like, trying to mend the country, like we talked about in the last episode. So she knew, like, bending the truth to fit her mood some people would just roll with whatever she said but harold and agiva heard about canute's death and that hc was delayed and so they they took off they're like we got to get harry foot crowned immediately honey you know <laughs> harry foot <I> love it. <laughs> so emma was having none of this and she wrote to all the powerful dudes she knew and was like Y'all can't crown him. He's a bastard. Bastard. Just like that. She was an old Southern woman who. So she may have also implied that he was like mentally unwell, like cray cray. And she was like, y'all don't know this guy. Why do you think if his dad was king, he wouldn't give his son some formal job? So let's talk about that just for a hot second, because um, Knut had three sons. He had H.C. with Emma, and then with Algiva, he had an older son named Sven that he also sent, like, to his holdings in Sweden or something like that, like, to um, also have an official job. And he did never give a job to Harold. Mm. So it does beg the question of why. Though I do think um, Emma's way of going about asking that question wasn't super PC. Yeah, we wouldn't like it today because she was like insinuating some pretty like fucked up shit. And there's a, there's no 
There's no reason to think he actually was mentally disabled, but Emma was, maybe he just wanted to stay in England because he, you know, there, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but. Katie's <laughs> <laughs> like, reel me in, Nathan, reel me in. <laughs> I went down rabbit holes, but no, but that's, so that's yeah. what Emma was getting at being like, well, why is this the first we're hearing of him having like an official job, you know? Yeah, so there are also some letters that survived where she wrote to some people saying, like, Okiva's bribing everyone to support Harold. And then, at the same time, writing other people being like, she's an illiterate whore. (laughs) Which one is it? Wow, we love you, girl, but make up your mind. Oh my god, I feel like if today, like, do you remember Perez Hilton's blog, like, circa 2005? How mean and, like, weird, like... I feel like Emma really would have thrived in the celebrity blogging atmosphere in the early 2000s. I like this comparison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, I always like whenever we can kind of compare our queens that we cover to what job would they have today? And that is accurate. She is Perez Hilton. <laughs> All the, what do they call them? Like the rag mag? Yeah. Or, you know, the crappy magazines yeah she would totally be all over that Mm -hmm. now 20 years later she'd like have a youtube series being like i was so problematic i'm so sorry i've been clearing my chakras you know like (laughs) ah i mean i'm not laughing about people being problematic because that's shitty but (laughs) i can just see her i can just see her doing it So anyway, the government body that made the decisions at the time, you know, about all this was called the Witten. The Witten is kind of like a Congress. So it was made up of a noble dudes from the church and noble families who advise the king. And I guess in this case, they select the king and the Witten really liked Emma. So her bitching and her screaming about Herod was unfit was really powerful stuff to them. What they did was they were like, okay, Harold can be regent until HC can get back to England, which Emma hated. That was not good enough for her. She wanted to be regent. But like, if you think about it, the last 20 years, she's been regent every time her husband's left the country. Every time he's taken a nap, she's been regent. And so she's not used to someone else that she like doesn't know and can't control at all now coming in and being regent so she is pissed (laughs) it's probably a little nervous too because they don't like her very much (laughs) yeah i was like oh she might be like oh gotta gotta be a little now this woman that like she's been telling half the country is an illiterate whore um is now very very powerful and uh she's like nope you know like (laughs) you know Yeah, and she hasn't really been civil or nice to them and had good reason to be scared. Harold sent some of his dudes down to Emma and they were told to confiscate all the jewels and stuff that Knut had given her. And while they did confiscate some of her lands, they were like, okay, now the jewels and fancy art and whatnot, Emma was just like, uh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh, honey. No, 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 honey. And they're like, what do you mean, no? And she says... Did I stutter? Did I stutter? You're not taking the stuff that my beloved dead husband gave me. These are mine. Which, good for her. Right? They shouldn't be able to confiscate any of her stuff. Like, she's, no. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Honestly, 
Emma was in her 50s by this time, which oh, wow. in the 11th century, mm-hmm. that's, it's not like 50 now, you know? <laughs> no, no. And, you died from John. Yes. <laughs> and like, I really think Harold just assumed that his dudes would roll in and be like, we want your stuff. And Emma would just be like, I'm going to retire to a convent. Cause that was just kind of the done thing with older like widows back then with all of our, yeah. And even like later on. In his yeah. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> Emma had <laughs> zero interest in convent life. <laughs> <laughs> so initially this guy named godwin earl of essex was on her side super powerful and they are tight to begin right. with but like a year into harold's regency and hc still hadn't shown any signs of coming to england don was like sorry emma we need to just face the facts make nice with harold and elgiva and just roll over right and um side note a lot of people say that the one really running the show for her son was Algiva. So I think we're going to, our next Patreon episode is going to be about Algiva because I was very intrigued by, by that and went down a couple of rabbit holes. Anyway. Anyway, Emma sends notice over to her two sons that are still in Normandy, Alfred and Edward. Remember them? <laughs> I mean, we don't really have a whole lot of records of her going back to Normandy. Maybe she did, but it's very likely that she has not seen these two boys. In like 19, 18 years. Yeah, and she's literally like, Molly, I'm in danger, girl. And they're trying to take her land and her money. So she reaches out to them and says, you know, y'all need to come back to England and defend me. So what happened next, it's a little fuzzy. There are only like three primary sources from the time. And they all kind of explain these next events differently. Some say that Alfred and Edward both came over together and they had an army. Some say that they came over separately. Some say that they came over peacefully. And some say just Alfred came over. Like there's just a bunch of different variations. But yeah, this entire part of history is a little fuzzy. You know, <laughs> when there's only three primary sources from a thousand years ago. Yeah, it's um, it's a little fuzzy. Um, Emma's son Alfred lands in England in 1036. And most likely, you remember Godwin that we were talking about a minute ago, the Earl, Mm -hmm. um, that was Emma's old ally. He rocks up and he's like, I'm going to make sure you make it to your mom safely. I'm going to supply troops to make sure you get there safely. Yeah, let me escort you. Let's go. And then like the next day, Alfred was abducted, blinded, putting coals up burning coals to his eyes what the and then he died a few weeks later from his injuries i am quite sure so we know that that, we know those are the things that happened for sure and is not nice nice. (laughs) (laughs) if her eldest son edward had come to england along with alfred he um he immediately went nope 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 and like noped the fuck out back to Normandy or maybe he didn't come over at all. Yeah. What do you think Emma's going through in her mind after this happens to her son? 
oh my gosh, she's feeling like it's her fault. She's feeling like if I wouldn't have reached out to them, this would have never happened. And now my sons are dead. So guilty. Um, And he was only like, just coming to see her because she requested it. So she had to have felt bad. Oh my gosh. Okay. Why don't we take a quick break and reflect on that? And then we'll come back and tell y'all all about the repercussions of this shit. Okay. So now we're back. We were just talking about Emma's son has been maimed with, with the burning coals the flames into his eyeballs. Oh, God. <laughs> Ancient medieval. I guess this is early medieval, but it's also scary. Everything about it is scary. But anyway. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Helena Bonham Carter, and for BBC Radio 4, this is History's Secret Heroes a new series of rarely heard tales from World War II. They had no idea that she was Britain's top female codebreaker. We'll hear of daring risk-takers. What she was offering to do was to ski in over the high Carpathian mountains. Of course it was dangerous, but uh, danger was his friend. Subscribe to History's Secret Heroes wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, um, Emma takes what happened to her son she kind of uses it to her advantage. It's not cool, but that's what she did. She turns around and says, I didn't even write that letter telling Alfred to come here. Harold wrote it and forged it, pretending it was from me. Oh, wow. Right? Most historians believe that Emma almost definitely wrote the letter. Mm-hmm. But like, how how quick do you have to be on your feet for as soon as things turn wrong to be like, well, my enemy did that. He did it. Yeah, she is a political juggernaut. Oh my God. I mean, a lot of people believe her because why Why wouldn't they? Because because history, now we can look back and be like, oh, she was, she was comfortable with bending the truth. But back then they didn't necessarily know it yet. And so that it, it caused like, it was a scandal, 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 you know? Yeah, but after this, Emma gets the fuck out of England, and do we really blame Not her? Not so much. <laughs> so she goes to Flanders, and from there, she writes to Edward in Normandy and is like, you must join me and bring an army, and we will avenge your brother's death. And he let that shit on red. <laughs> no thanks. Thanks for the invitation, Mom. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think he felt drama followed his mama, so he needed to distance himself. Also, I don't think he had an army anyway. <laughs> That's a, that might that might. I'm living in exile. That might be a wee bit, wee bit of a problem. I don't have an <laughs> army. What? Yeah. <laughs> so she is like in exile, and Hearth Canute or ugh, HC, her son over in Denmark, was like, you know what? Things are clearing up here in Denmark. 
England is looking good now. So he comes and meets his mom in Flanders and was like, what up? You want to overthrow this hairy foot fool? So over the next year, Emma and HC, obviously now her favorite child. I think maybe always her favorite child. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Built their plan of attack, but as luck would have it, Harold drops dead. Yay! I mean, luck for Emma. Not not so not so lucky for Harold or uh, or Elgiva. (laughs) So we don't really know of what. Probably just being sick in the 11th century. Side note um, (laughs) that I found interesting: Knut's dad. Remember Sven Forkbeard? You remember Forkbeard from last episode? Yes, Forkbeard. Forkbeard died like in his 40s, just kind of randomly out of nowhere. Knut died just like in his 40s, randomly out of nowhere. He had a son who was like in his late 20s that died randomly out of nowhere. And then Harold also. So I just think they got bad genes, you know? Yeah, that's probably. Or maybe just the 11th century. And you get a bug bite and die. You get a spider bite, it gets infected, you die. You did. You did. Uh, so some people said it was actually divine intervention for what happened to Alfred. Bullshit. He just no, I, li- I like that. I uh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so Emma and her favorite son were like, all right, this works for us. Let's stroll on out. Stroll out. I know it's rolled out, but. Uh... <laughs> so they head to England. And in June 1040, Emma and HC, which is you know, like we've said, Hartha Canut. Oh, the Canute. Oh, the They roll up to the shores of England. Oh, them along with 60 Viking warships. Maybe that might be That might help. It actually didn't really help because Emma and HC had been invited back. So when you're invited somewhere, like if I invited you over and you showed up with a bodyguard, I'd be a little offended. Like... Like, dude, you, are you scared of me? So, like, <laughs> they were invited back, and they rock up with 60 warships. It was a bit of... It was not the smartest PR move. You know what I mean? Yeah, for and sure. And so, the first order of business upon returning to England... Nathan, you're gonna fucking love this. Emma orders Harold's body dug up and decapitated. I am living for this level of pettiness. He's dead. He is dead and gone. He has been dead for months. And she's like, we got to behead that traitor. (laughs) (laughs) All for the death of Alfred, obviously. Uh Uh-huh. And so then after he was decapitated, they threw him in the sewer, which was, you know, just the shit stream. They, They threw him in some shit. And then, like, after, like, Emma went to bed, some people, like, dug him out of the sewer and just put him in the uh, River Thames. Okay. And later, like, somebody else, some fisher, some poor fisherman found his decapitated body just floating around and, like, went and had him buried somewhere properly. But, like, that level of petty, that Tom Petty, (laughs) I am here for it. Genius. Genius. So they also put Godwin on trial, and I'm pretty sure that Emma wanted to also see him beheaded and thrown in a river. <laughs> but H.C. let Godwin off after he gave Harold, like, the bougiest warship he'd right. ever seen. Uh, but Emma would deeply de- distrust Godwin for the rest of her life, and can't really say right? that Right, I mean, he turned... It, it was her ally that turned against her. 
Like that's mm-hmm. that's a that's just like a level that like you're gonna mistrust them for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay. Now that's done. Let's get to ruling the country. Again. <laughs> King HC is crowned, and his mother played a huge role in his reign. Emma is given control of the country's treasury. She is the like Ooh. the treasury secretary, for like lack of a better term. And HC relied very, very heavily on her during like all aspects of his reign in England, just like his dad had. He saw what his dad did and was like, oh, she's obviously very competent. Yeah, I don't know anyone else here in England. And so Emma is exactly where she was. She's exactly where she thinks. Do you remember when she was getting married off to that king when she was little baby, like 30 years ago? Uh-huh. This uh-huh. is Even from that very first day, she always thought she should be a partner in it. And she's back where she thought she should be. And I love that for her. We love to see it. Uh, yeah, love a good, powerful woman, not afraid to step Mm-mm. into power. Gotta, gotta love it. So, however popular Emma might have, you know, kind of been, HC was not all that popular in England. Uh, the style of ruler that they were used to in Denmark is a lot different than what they were mm-hmm. used to in England. And HC wasn't really interested in being advised by a counselor or anything. I mean, he may have seen Ethel be unready with his counsel. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, HC needed to pay all those guys that came over on those four, 60 fucking Viking warships. So he ended up bumping up taxes like a lot. They were invited over, so the warships were not even necessary. And then he's like, right, he's like, I got to not- pay the guys that came over on the unnecessary warships. So y'all all got to pay more taxes. And it's like, but we invited you. Well, <laughs> yeah, like we we didn't need you to have bodyguards. This is not a way to start out. Yeah, a friendship. it was not. It was not a popular reign for sure. No, but fun fact: we know the story of Lady Godiva, right? She was a feature in our very first episode ever. Do you remember that? Hootie hoo! Shout out to the Lady Godiva. Uh, so that comes from the time of King Hothakunut. I'm gonna have to say it like that from now on. Uh, H.C. So that came from the time of H.C.'s reign. So his super high taxes caused an earl to raise taxes on his people. And when his wife, Lady Godiva, protested, he was like, fine. And she rode through the streets naked so that he wouldn't raise taxes anymore. And that's Emma's ties with Lady Godiva. Our last episode of season four brings it back to our first episode ever a little bit. Yeah, it's great. Loves. Back to H.C. and Emma. Emma could sense that her son was not well-loved. And uh, she was, she's just always thinking three steps ahead, you know? And so she was like, I need a new strategy. She's been at it a while, you know? Need a new strategy. I need, I need someone else to come and like take the throne. I need like, I need someone who's on my team in my back pocket in case the people really turn against H.C. So she calls up her other son, Edward, who's over in Normandy. And she's like, look, got a proposition for you. Your brother, he's fucking this up. It's not, it's not going well. 
So maybe you can come over and y'all can basically be co-kings. The three of us, no, not the two of you, the three of us can run the country. And I super promise you won't have your eyes burnt out with coals. Super duper promise. I'll definitely make sure that won't happen. (laughs) Yeah, so basically England had two kings. Though there are some conflicting records on on whether or not Edward was actually crowned along with H.C. Or if he was just recognized as like the official heir. We've seen a lot in like early medieval times when they would have a king have a co-king. Like their son and heir have a coronation basically. So I wonder if it was kind of, we don't know, but it may have been that kind of situation. So it was during this time that Emma commissioned a document called the... Encomium M.A. Regine. Yes! Perfect. Nailed it! Let's just call it the Encomium, is what most people call it. Okay, so the Encomium is basically like a biography of her life and time as queen, and everything that went down in England during her queenship. It's actually a really, really important historical document. So there are like only three primary sources from this time of Anglo-Saxon medieval history. So the Encomium is one of them. And it is propaganda. It is a like, mm. oh my God. She omits Ethelred altogether. I mean, we see what she did with everybody else. So why wouldn't she do it here? <laughs> she wanted people to believe that HC and Edward were full brothers, which doesn't also make any sense because, you know, why would HC... <laughs> who's like 15 years younger than Edward be anyway. How does that? It doesn't. Oh, funny, funny. I found, I found it online and um, it's in Latin, which also is another really good indication that we believe that she could read Latin, which means very well educated. Mm -hmm. So I just popped it in Google translate. Don't do that. It doesn't, don't try to read it. It doesn't, it's boring. It's long. I popped it in Google Translate just to try to like understand a little bit. I think a lot of things from Latin don't directly translate <laughs> via Google Translate. Because <laughs> at one point, I just did like control F and was looking for certain words like Elgiva, Harold, Edward, Canute, like just looking for okay. certain words. And at one point when I searched Elgiva, it talked about the concubines with cameras and I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> she was a porn star. <laughs> I skimmed it so you don't have to. But no, it is absolute propaganda. She she calls Elgiva a concubine. She talks about just how like how poor Emma, poor Emma, everything has like been put upon poor Emma and she has sacrificed so much for this country, which when you are in that kind of level of authority, go on girl, like whatever, you know, go ahead girl. (laughs) It also calls Harold a tyrant, which I wasn't able to find anything else from the time that talked about him being like an unreasonable tyrant for sure and she also by admitting ethelred in her story it makes it sound like alfred and harold were full-blooded brothers so it makes harold's uh maiming and death seem a little more even brutal and heartless than it actually was so she gave alfred the nickname alfred the glorious which (laughs) didn't really stick because she he was on a propaganda campaign hard. Like, she was on it hard. So just like Canute and all his brothers, 
HC died very young and suddenly. Like, mm-hmm. I really do wonder if they had some kind of like genetic disease. Like, I mean, it's it's very possible. Yeah. I wouldn't rule anything out in this time because I'm pretty sure I don't want to go into a time travel machine and go to a doctor in the 11th century. Um, yeah, let's rub some dirt in your wound. Let's That'll just cut help. you open and let uh, you bleed for a day. See what happens. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's probably maybe just because the 11th yeah. century just died all the time. Could be a genetic disease. Could be something. Don't, don't know. Because guess what? Medicine. Um, and now Edward is king alone. So sorry to inform you that he is not into mom's bullshit. He is a strictly business king. For sure. And it's quite possible he felt like his mom started some shit and couldn't be trusted. You know, the, the old saying, um, I think it's from the ninth century poet. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget their name. Don't start no shit. There won't be no shit. As the scripture states. So either way, he has no intention of letting her continue. He probably has a touch of mommy issues here. Um, so she she's not going to have any power at all. At all. And I think that really surprised Emma. I, I mean, it shouldn't have because her and Edward, like, sh- they have not had a close relationship in her life. But mm-hmm. I, I think it really surprised her that he was like, no, you're you're not going to get to be powerful at all. I think she expected to continue to act as advisor and regent and whatever else was needed to her son. I mean, she had been involved in the government since she married Knut, and that was at least 25 years prior, you know? Yeah, but Edward was not looking for her to be Mm -hmm. an advisor. He was crowned on Easter Day in 1043, and we know that Emma was there. And Edward was 38, which at the time like makes him the oldest king in England. Right? He was <laughs> the oldest person crowned. in England or Anglo-Saxon history to be crowned like at the time of their coronation. Everyone was like, oh, 38, geriatric king over here. <laughs> right? Where's his walker with his fresh tennis balls? So Emma herself would have actually been in her late 50s, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and after Edward's coronation, they completely took the treasury away from Emma. No, I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily think it's fucked up that they took the treasury away from her because they had made it clear that they didn't intend for her to be part of the government. She thought it was mm-hmm. fucked up because she had been the treasurer for the last however many years, except for that small stint of exile. She was not expecting what happened next. Yeah, Edward and three of the most powerful earls just showed up to her house one day. And then to add insult to injury, one of those earls was Emma's old enemy, Godwin, which uh, seems pretty gosh darn savage yes edward it seems like edward's just like out to hurt her yeah rub salt Mm -hmm. in the wound um and they were like okay we're gonna take back the treasury and you know what we're also gonna take your house and all of your other houses (laughs) (laughs) so uh we we actually found a house for you it's called the convent and we found this (laughs) nun outfit that's gonna fit you so well and as we've already discussed emma did not I don't want to be a nun, you know? Yep. Edward had mommy issues is what we're getting yeah. at. He went for her friends too. 
there was this one guy that Emma had appointed Bishop and it was like someone she was very close to for a very, very long time. And Edward took his bishopry, bishopness. He was like, no, you can't be a bishop anymore. You have to go back to being a monk, which is a huge downgrade and job title, you know? Mm -hmm. And this guy had done nothing to Edward. He had done nothing to offend him. It was just, um, you're friends with my mom, so fuck you. Which is a direct quote. Um, (laughs) No, but here's one that is, it's a paraphrasing of a direct quote. He basically was like, my mom didn't give a shit about me before I was king. And my mom doesn't give a shit about me now. He really did say something along those lines. Oh, wow. No, there were mommy issues for sure. But hurts. But hurts. He is sir, but hurts a lot. (laughs) But hurts Mm. a lot. I love it. (laughs) So some say this was as a result of her saying she might support someone else for king. You know, like one of Canute's cousins, Magnus, uh, in Denmark, he was apparently toying with the idea of invading England. So they say that she was being vocal about that support for Magnus. But modern day historians just don't think that this is likely. Yeah. Soon after, though, I think he realized that it was like an unpopular move to like um, make an elderly woman be homeless. Um, <laughs> and yeah, she's a hard headed bitch, but she's been like the only constant figure in England for like the last, what? Like 35, 40 years at this point? Yeah. Yeah, he got some backlash. So he's just like, whatever, fine. You can have your house back. Your friend could be a bitch again. Can he really, I mean, if you kick granny to the curb, it's not good for your PR image. It was not a good look. No. But he's like, okay, here's your house back. You're not getting the treasury back. You are retired. Do you understand Mm me? You are retired. And so she had to retire. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously no part in the government at all. And after this point, we really don't know a lot about her final years. Uh, We know that soon after her forced retirement, her son Edward married Godwin's daughter, so you have to know Emma was fucking hating that. Right? Uh, and their marriage <laughs> was a hot mess express. And Edward sent his wife to a convent, which I have to wonder what Emma was probably like. Ha ha! I know. Karma. I wonder. I wonder. That's a whole other rabbit hole. But I wonder if she was just like, "Oh, you didn't ask me who to marry, and your marriage turned out bad." Oh. Oh. oh, it did. You know, like, I just I just wonder. So Emma retired to her home in Winchester, which had always been her favorite property. And she lived, she lived quietly for another eight years or so and died in March 1052. She would have been in, like, probably her mid-60s. So Edward gave Emma a state funeral fit for a queen and something historians still debate he had Emma buried next to Knut and not his dad, Ethelred. Yeah. I mean, I think it's who she would have preferred to be buried next to anyway, because she kind of erased Ethelred from... <laughs> Clearly. Uh, but it's opened up for a lot of speculation about their re- relationship, well, you know? Let's talk about that. What do you think? Because a lot of people are like, um, 
well, Edward, like it's divided. Some people think Edward did that to like, as almost like a diss track to be like, she is part of this dynasty. She is not part of my dynasty. And some people think he did that to be like, well, that was the husband that she had the better relationship. Do you think it was spite? Do you think it was shade or do you think it was consideration? Oh, shade. Yeah, I kind of shade of it all. It's got to be shade from him. Yeah, I kind of do too. Especially after she's dead, he doesn't really have to worry about her opinion coming back or trying to do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because <laughs> I say you should be dead. Let's talk about her legacy because, good God, if she had never had become Queen of England, the trajectory of European history would be so completely different. Her son, Edward, would go on to be known as Edward the Confessor, and he died childless, which set the stage because apparently while he was living in Normandy, he told his cousin, a.k.a. Emma's nephew, William, you get to be king of England if I die childless. Do you remember this guy, this guy, William, that came over in 1066? We have discussed him before. William the Conqueror. Oh, I think. I think I may know about it. might be kind of important in history. <laughs> so, I mean, literally, if Emma had never become Queen of England, the Norman Conquest would have never happened. And, like, the history of Europe would be completely different. Yeah, she had a huge... She left a huge footprint. We like our bitches sassy. We like them, you know maybe spreading some gossip here and there we're not mad about it so cheers to queen emma (laughs) raise a glass (laughs) all right we love you guys cheers bitches Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.